This is the Northeast Sitting Forecast. My name is Miles, and I'm back again after a ridiculously long break. Um, just like to say thanks to everyone who sent messages asking where we were and what we were doing and whether we were ever going to do a podcast again. Obviously, we we're always going to do a podcast. It was always the plan. Um, just sometimes life gets in the way. But we've got a bumper show for you tonight. Um, before I get to that, though, um, I'd just like to introduce who I'm with. With me, as ever, is my good friend Rob. Hello, Rob. Hello. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. You? I haven't seen you for ages. It's been a while. What's yeah, the yeah. best thing you've drank since I last saw you? I don't know. You don't <laughs> know? That's what I liked. I went because I've been to America uh, recently and I've right. tried. I know it's a very well-known brand and all that, but Sierra Nevada. Um, it's quite a hazy little thing. Right. I really like that. Yeah? I don't know if you tried it. I don't know if any of you no? tried it, but um, yeah. yeah. Really fancy beers. <laughs> from a supermarket you know is that what? I didn't have to go look it hard but yeah that's good yeah they don't sell that in sales recently nah, nah, nah. also with me is my good friend Ross hello Ross hello hello hello. And what's the best thing you've been drinking since I last saw you ooh, ooh, ooh. that's a tough one Um blame me on the spot there that's the plan I mean we've just been talking about that that bottom fill Foster's that you get at the end. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty good blame you you've had a barren spell have you <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so as I say, we've got a bumper show for you tonight. Basically, we wanted to bring together some breweries which are very much in demand. You see what I've done there? Just see what I've done there. Basically, we saw that there's a good little group of brewers who are going to be pouring at in demand this year. And what I wanted to do was to give people an introduction to those breweries and also find out what they're brewing and just a bit of background and what they're going to be pouring for the weekend. So, we have guests in the studio. New studio, by the way, as well. I forgot about that bit. Uh, we have guests in the, in the studio. First of all, we have Reese from Donzogo. Hello, Reese. How do you? Welcome. And also, we have Mark from Almesty. Hello, Mark. Hi, man. I'll put you on the spot and ask you what the best beers you've drunk since I last saw you, because that could be a long time. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> you'd both just say your own beers, wouldn't you? Definitely, yeah. <laughs> Polished professionals. So we obviously have a few beers to get through tonight, and I thought we would start with some Donzogo. First up, we have a beer which has been all over Twitter for the last couple of weeks, I would say. Um, this is Donzogo Brewing Company, Northern Hells, unfiltered lager, 4.2% ABV. Yeah. To avoid legal action, it's Hellas. Sorry. Hells is a brand name <laughs> by a certain large brewery in, in, in a of district course. of London. I forgot about that um, uh, little That tip. shall remain nameless. <laughs> um, so, Reese, a little bit about this beer. What's, what's the background? What got you to the point where you're pouring this beer at Indyman next week? Sound well, um, short but sweet. <laughs> yeah, sound. <laughs> so I was living in Germany. I was studying over there, and I was drinking loads of Lush Lager. I came back. I was I was brewing. I was out there the home brewing. And I was started brewing lagers, and I brewed like ten batches of this, trying to dial it in, just trying to make a beer that isn't a traditional Hellas, which is unfiltered, a little bit hoppy, malty, sweet, um, bready, not crisp, and just refreshing. Mm-hmm. Kind of the drink. That is between a lager, a pale ale, um, and kind of almost a bit like a British blonde in the way of just drinkability. Uh, that's what I've been trying to brew and still chasing that uh, now. So I set the idea for the brewery around the beer. So just to produce one beer and try and get it bob on, do it all, do different versions of it, tweaking it every time uh, to try and get it where I want it, and then do other beers to kind of keep myself interested now like making other beers yeah. but just focus on one beer and trying to do it the best I can um, so this lager. this beer is very much caught to your, your identity as a brewery isn't it you know this yeah all, all the, the the background that you've got this style very much represents that I think yeah um, it's just get, yeah as I say like the, the, the beer comes before the brewery mm-hmm. in a sort of a way where that's my, my product I know there's, there's so many some on the table Guys who do great beers, great paydales and IPAs. Yeah. Um, if I launched a new brewery in twenty years now, twenty eighteen. Yeah. <laughs> in twenty seventeen with a pale ale, an IPA, a stout, um, 
there's a lot of really good breweries out there. What would make people want to pick up my beer rather than pick up someone else's beer? Yeah. That is, they've been around for longer, they've got better kit, the, the beer's going to be better. Yeah. Whereas I can just forge my own path and do my own thing. Just brew this one beer that not many people focus on as a as a style uh, and get that bang on. Yeah. Um, use that as my kind of uh, mascot. To- totally see. Forward. Totally see. I think it's a very, it must be very difficult for a new brewery to make a breakthrough now. You've either got to be brilliant from day one, or you've got to have your own channel, your own your own style, your own guide. Yeah, I think if you if you're doing what you what you want to do, mm-hmm. then just keep focusing on that. Eventually, people will take interest. Yeah. Uh, if not, that's unfortunate. But yeah, um, if you're constantly chasing the next thing, then um, you, you're either gonna you, you're always one step behind. Yeah. But if you do the same thing over and over again, um, a lot like Timmy Taylor's. Yeah. Of a landlord, and yeah. not no one remembers kind of their other beers, yeah. The good bottleneck, etc., but like landlords, their beer that's what they're known for, yeah. So, and then considering about a pale ale, obviously, I'm not comparing myself to those guys, but no, I, the I, things I, go hand in hand, yeah. And they're known as the people who make a banging pale ale, yeah, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Um, I just want to be known for doing a decent lager, yeah. And actually, this summer's seen a real renaissance in lager. Uh, you know, I hate the term craft lager, which seems being branded around. It's just an awful term. It's just lager. Yeah, just it's, good lager. It's, it's just the way it should be. No, no one drinks. I drink only drink craft pale ales. Yeah, pale exactly, ales. exactly. Like, I don't. Yeah, it helps that it was like thirty-five degrees. Well, like yeah, yeah. Two months it seemed like, yeah. but it, people, I think, are kind of going back to tra- traditional styles. So, like saisons being a massive, mm-hmm. and and you. Uplift with like Burning Sky and Little Earth Project and people like that. Um, lagers, start to see another thing with Lost and Grounded. Yeah. And Caldwell have been making loads of lagers. Uh, Baybrook, people like that. Just because eight hey, lagers that you've sent to be a market. Yeah. So it makes sense to try and to, to introduce good beer to people who mainly only ever drunk light lagers, yeah. like Fosters, etc. Yeah. Um, it's an easy step, it's an easy upsell. 50, 40 pence on a pint for something yeah. that's made locally uh, without a lot of the sterile filtration enzymes and additives to make the beer consistent year round mm-hmm. and pasteurization, etc. Mm-hmm. So that's a bit fresher, a bit more, you can taste the ingredients a bit more, I think. Yeah. So, yeah. Should we give this a try then? Yeah. Who's had this before? I have. I have. No. I, I have. <laughs> I mean, First of all, can I just say, I think the cans look really smart. Very simple, you know, yeah. clear. There's an awful lot of cans at the minute where you, you can't see, you can't even see what the beer's called. Yeah. It's tucked around in a layer, at the back of the label or whatever, but I think it's a really smart can. Yeah, I think, I think it's mm. quite important for, especially for a lager on the bar, people walk in and see, maybe you've had their work or whatever, you just want a lager. Yeah. See, that's a lager. And then recognize it every time you, you go in the bar. Yeah. And if it's on in four different places, then lager drink is very kind of brand loyal. Yeah. So if they're a foster drink and they're a foster drinker. Yeah. Uh, so people, yeah. when they see the branding and it's nice and clear of what it is, especially with a weird name like Don Zorko, they can then go to an, like, well, the, another place and say, oh, that's the same beer. It's quite obvious. That it's the, the same. The D is a strong symbol for you, isn't it? You know, yeah. The... Cheers. 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 Lovely, nice, the right level of carb in bags of flavour. Yeah, it's not. It's not nearly as fizzy as like no cans of you know of yeah. Fosters and whatnot. They I find if you open those things, yeah, bit of gas. Yeah, I'm not getting any gas, which is good. I'm getting some gas, but you know, yeah, you turn them. Yeah. I, I do expect a bit of carb. Yeah, you know, I think yeah. that's the yeah the lager. People can make fun of a cold and fizzy lager, but you do smell one mm. with a lager you want to yellow or cold and fizzy. Yeah, yeah. That's what it's for. You, you, you got you got like Munich and you get a pint of like Augustine Hellas and it comes, it's mm. like so cold it has a drink. Mm-hmm. But that's what you want when it's like thirty odd degrees outside and you're sat in a beer garden. You've got a litre of it. By the time you get to the bottom it's still cold, which is nice. Yeah. So is, is Hellas sorry to ask a stupid question, but is Hellas like a type of lager then? Yeah. So Hellas means light in German. So it's kind of a light lager with Hellas. Hellas is um, a copy of Pilsner, but for the German 
uh, pallet almost that everyone would have been drinking brown sweet lagers for the last um, 400 years or so. Yeah. Therefore, Hellas is less bitter than a Pilsner, a bit more malty. This isn't a traditional Hellas in the way that it's unfiltered. There's more hop character. Um, it's a touch sweeter as well. So in German, this style would be called a Zickel, which is means sample tap in German. So it's like what the brewer would drink, yeah. like Zickel Hellas from from a tank. Or like someone's called it, Land Beer, Keller Beer. Sometimes Keller Beer is a bit darker. Mm-hmm. But unfiltered Hellas is what I like because no one can say the word Zickel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you see that in the bar, I love a fan of that lovely Don Zoko it doesn't really roll off the tongue as much as a, as a Hellas does I couldn't even begin to imagine how it's spelled either but uh... yeah there's the Z's and, and the K's <laughs> and stuff all over the place how, yeah. how long were you out in Germany for then if you you were living there yeah I did my third year of my degree there so I did uh, a year and a half right I was brewing with my friend out there in his Uncle, I think, had the keys to a Christian youth centre, and we used to go into closed and then nick the keys. And there's a massive big catering kitchen in there with mint stoves and big pots. We used to brew in there, and then from then it ended his house. That, that was pretty cool. Brewing like bringing into some like a Christian youth centre and making making some lager. It's pretty cool. And that, that's an, that's another um, interesting thing. Your your current setup, you. Brew at one location and ferment at your own. So when I started the brewery, I had no money. Yeah. I was working a couple of uh, part-time jobs. Uh, I got some money off the uni. I pitched them an idea of it could be brewing, so brewing at someone else's premises. Yeah. And then when I kind of looked into it, I noticed that there was no capacity for that. So I thought of a kind of workaround where I go to a brewery, bring my ingredients, I use their kit, the wort I pump into Arlington's, which are like bags. Yeah giant bag in box at a thousand litre get that in my van drive down the road to my brewery inverted commas yeah. where there's fermenters I can ferment condition lager as long as I want I'm not reliant on their schedule yeah package cold store and then deliver so it kind of I'm just kind of renting out someone's equipment for the day so I pay them a fee to use the equipment but then I, I get to brew it like nothing is kind of contracted out so I'm not just like Telling someone, oh, you made this beer for me. Here's a recipe. Yeah. It's your hands. It's on the controls. If there's a times. mess up, it's my mess up. Yeah, I can kind of get used to brewing on a larger scale. Yeah, and honing my recipes without relinquishing control to someone else, which is 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 good. It allows me to keep the beer how I want it. As I say, if it's messed up, it's my it's my yeah. fault. Yeah, and I learn from that because it's it's quite a restricting factor. Is is the lagering process, isn't it? The, yeah. The, the time in the in FB and in storage, it's it's far longer than than, than uh, uh, like a PLA would, would yeah. be. So the Hellas takes about a month and a week from grain to glass. I've lagged it longer. I've lagged it less. And that's the spot I like. Is if you look at it, it's, it's kind of hazy, hazy mm-hmm. yellow. If you lag it for like another couple of weeks, it do, it does eventually drop drop quite clear. Yeah, but. You kind of lose a lot of the breadiness from that, of yeah. the yeast, just uh-huh. the yeast and suspension, uh, and you lose a little bit of the hop freshness as well. Yeah. It does become crisper and cleaner, but longer lagering doesn't make it a better beer. It just makes it a different beer, so it's a bit yeah. like polishing. You can polish something too much. Uh, you want some of the character left in there. But yes, um, I'm imagining that um, at Indie Man, you get an awful lot of big beers, big bulls, Double IPAs, there'll be all sorts of stouts and things going. If you want to step away from that and have a nice, crisp, refreshing change to it, get yourself to the Thirsty Games bar. Yeah. yeah. Hear me talking absolute rubbish about, <laughs> about lagers and pissed. But <laughs> the, uh, I thought, oh yeah, I'll go with a couple of lagers. There's no one has lagers. And then obviously there's been this crazy thing in lager the yeah. last couple of months. And now everyone has lagers. So if I go with double IPAs, I might be the only one with double IPAs. <laughs> we'll see. Oh no! I, I, I think you. I think this will go down a storm. You've got a, a couple of other beers that you, you're taking along with you as well. Yeah. You? So I, I couldn't just go with this the Hellas, although it's it's pretty much ninety percent of my production. Yeah. Is the Hellas, uh, and then Session IP pretty much makes it the ten percent. What I've brewed, uh, recently packaged is coffee stout called Wide Awake. So it's 
this 5.8% milk stout. I use coffee from Rampton, which is a coffee roastery in North Allerton, just, just north of North Allerton. Say that. Um, they, <laughs> um, give me some El Salvador beans, which are kept re- like drinking them, filter and through the espresso machine, getting crazy like red fruit flavors. Right. So with that, I've got a big bag of maple wood chips. I'm a big smoking wood supply store. Yeah. I toasted them and then I've added them in the FE. I've also made a tea with them and added that with it. So you're getting a kind of a mix of resin from the wood, kind of a little, little bit of maple syrup, a bit of toastiness and smoke, and then the red fruit and roast from the coffee in a 5.8% milk stout. Oh, so that's called Wide Awake. That's fantastic. Then, yeah, really pleased with all the, the FE. That's just gone into keg. And then I've also got a collab with Zapato, which are a brewery in, set up in Marsden. They've been cooking brewing for a while at Northern Monk. They're now the, the setting up. And that's called Nelson Pills, which is a Nelson Sorbonne Pilsner. It's 6.3%. So it's hopped with Salia in the kettle, which is like a noble hop, really lemony. And then uh, Nelson Sorbonne in the dry hop. Not crazy. It's it's not a, it's not an IPA right. or an IPL. It's just a really clean, strong, almost like a Maybach with 100% Pilsner malt. Nelson Sauvin Ops, kind of gooseberry, crisp. Um, which I'm really pleased with that with the FE as well. That's not been packaged yet, but it will be in time for Indie Man. Awesome. To get my ass in the gear. And then <laughs> I've also got another beer. We're just going to be on at Indie Man. I brewed this just be- before my first ever Hellas brew, which is uh, Sa- Autumn Saison. Yeah. It's like a red malty Saison with berries. That was mixed fermentation. That was mixed fermentation, aged for 12 months, and then blended with some fresh days on. There's just like pretty much two kegs of that, and one's gone at Indie Man. Yeah. And I'm really pleased with how that's tasting. And that completes the lineup. So I've got a stout, a strong lager, a not so strong lager, and a Saison. And that's awesome. That's my whole, whole setup. It's very rare for me to have more than, more than two beers out at the same time. Yeah. So I'm going to have to get back on a making Hellas after this. So yeah. there'll be no other beers for ages. And obviously the, the, the whole Thirsty Games set up, they do crown a champion, don't they? Yeah. So I want everyone listening to this to vote for Don Zogo. Get yourselves along. Although my mum my says I'm already a winner. So... <laughs> oh, well, there you go. Yeah. Just hand him the trophy now. Yeah. <laughs> also, I think it's Yonder and Liquid Light. Right. Never had any of their beers, no. but it sounds really cool. I bet they're not as good as yours. That's what I'm saying. We'll, we'll see. That's what we'll I'm saying. Cooler names. So. <laughs> well, very best of luck with that. Thanks very much, Miles. And uh, enjoy your Indie Man experience. Cheers. Next up, Fox Social, who are also heading to Indie Man for the first time this year, aren't you? We are indeed. Right. Massive, yes. massive step for you. Yeah, huge deal. We're really, really, really chuffed to, to get an invite this year. We've been kind of holding out for, for a little while, and uh, yeah, the call-up finally came. Um, we all had a little jump and a little run around the brewery. Yeah, get in, get yeah. in. And then panicked about. Yeah, and then went, oh, <laughs> I'm going to make some beer. <laughs> um, so yeah, we're really, really chuffed to be a part of it. Looking forward. I've never actually even been to Indie Man as a punter, which I probably shouldn't say on here, but uh, every year I'm away on holiday. So yeah. I missed it every single year. So um, you cancelled so your holiday? Cancelled it. That's not happening. <laughs> Um, so yeah so we're there Thursday, Friday pouring and I'm sticking around bless Scott from Indy Man I put him on the spot today and I said I want four tickets for the Saturday day time as well so I'm going to drink all the other beers and he's like um, well uh, yeah okay then, yeah. <laughs> so yeah so I'm sticking around as a punter for the Saturday as well with what will absolutely be one of the worst hangovers ever. <laughs> and now I'll go and see Reese and drink loads of Palace yeah. <laughs> some wake up yeah I, I basically yeah. yeah probably a little bit of both yeah. So yeah, we're looking forward to it. It's good. It's 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 really good to see that breweries from the northeast get the recognition. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, as a as a brewery, how many years old now? Three, three years old. Mm-hmm. And this is a big year for you, I think. Yeah, it's been a massive year for us. So uh, see, we've done uh, Liverpool Craft Beer Expo, which was yeah. great. Um, Indie Man up next, and then possibly one more. Yeah. Before the end of the year, which will be super super duper. Um, so yeah, it's been it's been great. We've uh, we've got the, the new brewery hopefully arriving next week. Although I've been saying that for six months now, 
Um, and loads and loads in the pipeline, all of our exporting and all that's all, all just about to kick off in November. So it's stressful, but it's, it's good, man. It's, uh, yeah. It's nice to, to finally get a play with all the cool kids, like <laughs> and Mark over here. Yeah. <laughs> The old hand, the old hand. Where are you uh, exporting to? Is that the Japanese? Is it Japan? Oh, we've got we've got Hong Kong, we've got um, Spain, mm-hmm. France, Italy, Sweden, and Denmark. Oh, nice. All starting in November somehow. Um, wow. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah, there's absolutely no way I can possibly make enough beer for that. But uh, are they are they fairly decent orders? And Spain's huge. Is it? Yeah, Spain will be. Pretty much sending as much beer to Spain as we do to the UK. Really? Yeah. Whereabouts <laughs> in Spain? It's, uh... These these guys are huge, so they've got five hubs across Spain, right. and uh, they take it to their main place in Barcelona, and then it just goes. Oh, nice. They send it out all over the country, so it's great. Um, they actually in Port Wyland, um as well, which is how they'd heard of it. I think I saw on, um, on Twitter actually some I thought someone had put like a pic, a photo of uh-huh. Jakehead from. I think it said, you know, in, spotted in Spain. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. All over the shop. So, uh, yeah, so it's been good. Like, I mean, we've had, we've been approached for maybe the last year. We've had bits and bobs of, you know, dripping through. Can we get a pallet to wherever? And like, well, not really. I don't, I don't have the beer, but we don't have the capacity to do that just yet. So now that we know that our kit should be in, hopefully next week. We've lined it all up. To I, saw, start I, November, I saw another so. picture of uh, some kit that had a had arrived, I thought, was it? No, week? no. What was that then? Was that just a, that, that's I'm looking kit. forward to this arriving? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, right. It's our kit, but it's still in Aberdeen. Right. So. <laughs> well, we think it's our kit. Right. <laughs> could, could be anything. <laughs> 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 it probably is. Um, so that's our actual brew house, uh, 15 barrel brew house. And then uh, two FVs should be completed and, and ready to go for next week. And then the next two are follow plus all the bits and bobs yeah. in between. So as long as we can kind of get cracking on it this week, uh, well, next week then we should should just be able to produce mm-hmm. some beer in time for uh, for abroad. Should be good because we're out. We're off to Denmark in uh, December for Tap Takeover out there. So be pretty cool. How, how have you got into? So appreciate that you know Spain. They uh, Spanish bar found out about you through Wylam, mm-hmm. but you mentioned a load of other countries. Yeah, how did um, they? Hong Kong. I know you um, went out there. Is it Hong Kong that you went to? No, I was in Shanghai. Shanghai. Um, my dad was in Hong Kong, and he he actually got chatting to some dude, and uh, it turned out that he uh, he was importing beer and owned a few tap rooms, and uh, he he covers a little bit of China, but he wants to to take a pallet. Um, Denmark, <laughs> they're actually Wylam's importer as well. Right. <laughs> um, but I met them. I met them at the launch of By the River. Who else? Sweden, our new sales guy lined that up, nothing to do with me. Um, France, again, he lined that up, nothing to do with me. Um, it's good, I mean, people, everyone that we've been in touch with has already heard of us, which is good now. Like, this time last year, yeah. nobody nobody would have known who we were, so it's good. Um, it's going to keep us busy, right? Yeah. Um, plus, it was my assistant brewer's last brew day with us today. Oh, was it? Yeah, he's, leaving, he, he's, leaving, he he's going to another brewery. Ah, right. So, yeah, so I've got an apprentice who starts on Monday, and that's very much in the deep end. And like, right, so, come on, come and learn and brew on this 15 barrel kit. So, so when you say an apprentice, you mean I somebody who knows about as much as I do about brewing, or somebody who knows a bit more <laughs> than me. Anyway. He's done bits and bobs. He's, yeah. uh, he's worked for um, Out There. Right. Okay, so done some volunteering. He's a good lad. He sounds yeah. yeah, lovely kid. I'm looking forward to, to getting him on board. So he starts Monday, I, right? um, which is which is exciting. But it is a bit. We were like, oh no, why are you leaving? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've been offered another job. Great, but uh, that's still pollution. The best of luck anyway. Must be difficult in um, you know sort of a, a brewery like yours where somebody you know it'd be difficult. For him telling you that he wants to yeah. leave because he's got a, an opportunity. Yeah, yeah. I think it's difficult when you're in a big firm where you aren't at all key to anything <laughs> yeah, to yeah. say that to somebody. But in your situation, I think it must yeah. have been yeah, particularly difficult Aye. for both. Yeah. Aye. Shall we uh, Shall we try some box social beers? Mm. Yeah, we, we have... Actually, Ross, I'm going to let you introduce the beer. 
Cool. Um, this is our Brut IPA. Um, this is actually one of the last cases, so it's not not the freshest in the world. It's probably two months old, maybe. Um, it's it's really like a, a, a super dry IPA. Um, it's got a nice carbonation to it, a little kind of high carbonation, six um, percent, um, with a fairly big dry hop on it. And we quite we quite like this one we made it. So yeah, it smells amazing. Hang on, there's that bottle open. Go for it. it. Smells lush. Yeah, the aroma leaping out of this. Delicious. Mm. Oh, I know. Fruit hey, IPAs are all the rage at the minute. Mm. I don't know. I don't know which other benchmark styles. I don't know of uh, which beers are have, have defined what a brute IPA is or anything. Is there are, are there? It's a bit of a funny one with Brut IPAs because everyone's done them slightly differently. Yeah. Um, I mean, when we we first kind of looked into them, um, the kind of the, one of the, the main criteria was it should be like crystal clear. Mm-hmm. Um, but we don't have a means to filter or anything like that. Plus, we're, we were like it's an IPA, we don't want to filter or like, yeah. anything out uh-huh. of it. Um, so we kind of we we try to hit every other sort of bit of criteria for that beer style. Yeah. So the high carbonation. Um, the, the big kind of dry hop, um, but then that really, really dry. So we fermented, we fermented this as low as we could. It didn't. This one actually didn't go quite as low as I'd hoped it would. But I've just done a double IPA version for Indie Man, yes, which has dropped further than this, right. which, was, which took us massively by surprise. Like, right. And what all we did was we changed where we had. So we had like a um, an enzyme, and in this we added the enzyme in the mash. On the double IPA, we actually added the enzyme to the fermenter, and that seems to have worked a hell of a lot better. Right. Um, so this dropped dropped down to uh, one zero zero four gravity, which is which is still dry. Yeah. If it is wrong, uh, the the double IPA has dropped to one zero zero zero. We were just like, what? Hang on, that can't be right. <laughs> well, we'll get the other hydrometer to just that, double check it. That leads very nicely on to an introduction of which beers you're taking in your life. I we've uh, stupidly decided to take five brand new beers. In the <laughs> You've never brewed before. Never ever brewed any of them before. Um, I thought I'd be dead clever, and, and when they approached and said we want <laughs> we want five beers, but we don't want any of your core range, make it special. And I was like, great, right? This is like an opportunity to brew like five beers I've wanted to brew for a while. So, um, actually, the first beer that that we did um, is with our sister brewery, New Bern Native Ales. Yep. So. Um, we do some kind of mixed mixed fermentation stuff. We do some saisons. Um, we do this on a smaller scale as well. So I've got, I've got a separate FB that sits in a different room to kind of avoid the cross contamination. So we've done a mixed fermentation Brett saison, seven uh, percent, um, and then dry hopped with Simcoe and Chinook BBC pellets. Um, really nice. Nice again, like super super dry. Yeah, nice and funky and tart and. Um, just everything you kind of want from a saison, and the Brett character will just kind of get better and better and better. But it's just enough that you you kind of get that little funk on the back end. Yeah. Uh, so we're quite happy with that. That's that's a really small batch. There's only going to be like five kegs of that, and one's going to Indie Man. That's where we'll launch that. The second beer um, is one that I wanted to do for ages. I've, I've been banging on about brewing a Kolsch, um, but I knew I had some blueberry puree coming. Yeah. So I was like, <laughs> right, uh, we'll just we'll just put those two together. Yeah. So we did a six percent. Kolsch um, with, with blueberry, uh, 60 kilos of blueberry puree, and so it's it's like luminous pink. Right. It's got a luminous pink head on it. it. Just it looks class, but it's really nice and dry and refreshing. Um, then you get all that kind of blueberry. Like we thought it was like the jam from a Muller fruit corner. That's what it reminded us of. Yeah. When we're drink, like drinking and smelling it. Oh, it's great. Because you'll get that. Because people will be wandering around and see it. What's yeah. that? Yeah. What's that you're drinking? What's that? What is that luminous yeah. stuff in there? So yeah, we really like that. We packaged that. Couple of weeks ago, um, that's been sitting there. And that that's going out. We did that on the big, the big kit, so that'll get a general release. And then we've got um, the like a, a brut double IPA, yeah. which is eight percent. Um, so just like a stronger version of this, um, with a, a huge dry hop on it. Um, we we kind of teamed up with Simply Hops and said, uh, "Can you send us like we've got two big double IPAs for Indie Man." He sorted some hops out and he, he gave me 20 kilos of um, Centennial BBC um, pellets. And so we just chucked them all in. 
Um, and it's a bit intense at the minute. Yeah. It's a bit like chewing on a hot pellet out of the tank. So we're just yeah. hoping it's going to settle down over the weekend. We can package first thing on Monday. Um, but it, but like again, it's it's like so dry. Doesn't taste eight percent. We're we're really actually. It's probably the one that I'm most pleased with out of the tank so far. Yeah. And then we've got Lightning Slug, which is our uh, grilled pineapple double IPA, uh, dry hopped with 20 kilos of Galaxy, right. 60 kilos of pineapple puree, grilled pineapple in the foil, and a bit of smoke malt in the mash as well. So it's, right, okay. it's absolutely too. mental. Uh-huh. It's, it's a bit weird. Um, that's 8.5%. Uh, the flavours are just all starting to balance out in the yeah. tank because when I first tried it, I absolutely hated it. I was like, God, this is awful. Why have I made this beer? <laughs> um, but now now the flavours are balancing out. The dry hops kind of becoming less like so, chewing on a pellet. It'll again. be bang so, on. I'm hoping weekend. by yes, by next weekend it will definitely be, be bang on and taste of lovely grilled pineapples. <laughs> uh, and then the last beer we did is Imperial Campfire Porter. Awesome. Which we wanted to do for ages. Uh, a 10.5% version of, of our campfire porter. Um, we already have done 15 kegs of the, the kind of straight up campfire batch. And then we've filled one uh, whiskey barrel and one bourbon barrel. And we're going to age that for about two, three months and then bottle it up and release it for Christmas. Like, so they're going to be some Christmas specials as well. Fantastic. So they're the five that, that, that we're going to hopefully have. On it in demand if I can, Cracking if range. I can get yes, them yeah. uh, if I can get them packaged up. Cracking range. Sunday's job. Great. Yeah, you're really gonna spoil those uh, lucky lucky enough to go to in demand. I only say that because I'm not going this year. I'm completely uh, disappointed. But hey ho, hey ho. Um, yeah. So you are on the verge of moving to new premises. Aye. Mm-hmm. Um, timetable for that is. To be confirmed. Well, yeah. So what's what's the what's the vision at the new place? Is it is it larger capacity? Larger? Yeah. Yeah. So it's if we're moving from a six barrel brew house to a fifteen barrel brew house. Um, we're kicking off. We're keeping it fairly straightforward. Just four FBs, which should allow us to brew about twice a week to begin with. Um, and then we've got this space there that if if we need, we can we can squeeze more FBs in there. Um, and it's literally just going to be a production brewery we're not putting a tap room in or anything like that it's just to make beer on um the kit looks great what i've seen of it um which is not much but um it's just it's dragged on quite a while we've been getting frustrated but we we finally have word that it's going to arrive next week get it installed get brewing on it We've got like 20 collaborations lined up because we've, been, we've, we've, we've palmed off collaborations since about January this year and said, no, no, because we're getting a new brewery soon. So just yeah. wait, wait until we've got that in and then we'll do a collaboration. Um, so we've got lots in the pipeline, loads and loads, loads of beer ideas. Um, obviously, we're, we're going back into cans. First lot, the core range is, uh, is 3.30s. They get launched on Saturday night. Um, and then all our specials and one-offs um, are all going to go into 440s from now on. Um, we're doing a lot more keg now with all the import deals that we've kind of struck up over the last few weeks. So it's um, it's all go like it's going to be full on. But brilliant! Um, I, uh, it's exciting times. Yeah, oh, it's great. I'm quite tired, but it's, it's exciting. <laughs> You're tired now. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, Sounds fantastic, I'll be honest with you. Loads going on, loads going on. But also, we've got a little bit going on because uh, we're going to launch a competition. Ooh. This competition is its a needle in a haystack. Basically, what you need to do is you need to scour the shelves of the bars and the bottle shops in the region and find this bottle. I know you can't see this bottle because it's on a podcast, but we will post a picture of it in our, in our show notes. Um, and there might be a little message in there. So if you find that bottle, read the message and, uh, and drop us a line, let us know you found it, and uh, we'll send you a prize. Mm-hmm. So get scouring. Yeah, next up, um, Dave couldn't be with us tonight, but we were going to be joined by uh, Dave from, from, from Wyland Brewery. But Wyland... 
you know what you're getting. They have their, their two monthly monthly specials. There'll be some fantastic beers on at Indy Man, I've no doubt. Um, the two that they're pouring for the first time there are Freak Magnet, which is a double IPA, and The Shape, which is a double dry hopped IPA. Um, I don't know anything more than that about them, but I'm sure they'll be fantastic. Mm-hmm. One of the, one of the uh, bottles has got, um, I think it's, um, you know, the horror film with the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh, yes. That's, the, gosh, you know, that's as much as yeah. I know. <laughs> that uh, magnet one has it on the label as a last of the magnet for a head. Right. Which is pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's a good. I think Wyland have got a room at Indie Man this year. Yeah, the sponsor of the room. Yeah, sponsor of oh. the room, yeah. Yeah, so there'll be lots oh. of Wyland presents at, yeah. uh, at Indie Man this year. So that'll, that'll be a good room to be in. Should be good. Should be good. There's going to be a big northeast. It's yeah. fantastic. Like presents fantastic. this year. I had a quick glance. I think we have more breweries in the northeast than Scotland. Excellent. That, that's I don't know that for sure, but I looked and I was like, oh, there's not many Scottish breweries. Right. Well, not these breweries. When when I last went to Indy Man, that was it was Wylam and Almesty, and uh, I think that was Almesty's first year, and uh, I was so chuffed to see the Northeast Brewery there. Um, but it's great that breweries up here are getting the recognition, and I can't. Say anything more than get yourselves along, try these beers because they're fantastic. Brings us nicely to Almesty. We have Mark with us from Almesty. Hello, Mark. Hi. Thank you for coming along. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mark's an old hand with Indie Man, having done four years now. Yeah. Now, have you seen a change during those four years? It hasn't really. No, it stayed pretty true to what it originally was. Good. Yeah. It's such it's such a nice atmosphere. Look, obviously, it's an incredible building. Um, it draws quite a nice crowd as well. I think. Yeah. You you always get idiots. <laughs> well, you people just get drunk. Yeah, exactly. And that's all it is. Yeah, but um, <laughs> <laughs> but especially on the the beers that they pour there. So here's the thing: you take a step back, you look at a beer festival like this effectively you're driving halfway across the country taking staff time away from family in the van full of full of beer which I say full of beer it's not that much beer you take with you no it's not it's not a great amount why do you do it it's the best festival Yeah, it's it, it is it, when you step back, back and look at it like that. You think it's a very strange thing to do because yeah, it's a lot, and you know you're not really make money off it. But that's not what it's about. Not it? at all. You know, it's not, not you're not all. there to make money. First of all, you're there to kind of promote yourself to yeah. a new customer base, and uh, and then like Mark said, it it was kind of what I aspired to when when I set up Box Social was I want to be an indie man. Yeah. And I'd like to get in there. So when when we got the call up this year, it was like class, take that one off, excellent. And that was the one that we really that we really wanted to do. Yeah. Obviously, craft beer calling as well because that's that's my hometown one. Yeah. Um. So yeah, like indie man this year. That that was that was what we were really after. And, um. Hi. Good. Yeah. It. it yeah. Obviously, I, I say that question very facetiously, but uh, <laughs> I totally get. I, I'd be there. If, in a oh, shot, yeah. you know, yeah. it's um, but it it is it is good because I, I I I see the reason for it is to sort of increase the the creep into people's consciousness, you know, get people aware of of your breweries and that that's very useful, but also the the connections you must make on a, a weekend like that. I mean, I don't know how many breweries you've met just through going to Indie Man. It must be must be loads of connections you've made through that over the oh, years. Oh, nice. Yeah, loads. Wow. I'm rubbish at that kind of <laughs> <laughs> It's the first two were like way too stressful to like be running around meeting people and being polite. I was too busy stressed about pouring beers and talking to people. And yeah. So this is the one where I'm going to like not work the bar and right. enjoy it. Yeah. And like relax and I'm really looking forward to this one. Yeah. So... Yeah, I mean, obviously you're a, you're a perfectionist. So you want you you want what you want your producer to be in its best form it can possibly be every single time it's poured. 
So I can imagine the stress is there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just getting better organised the more I've been there. Like, yeah. I think I've lost two vans over Indie Man. Right. right? <laughs> so, yeah, it's always been stressful. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell me that. <laughs> yeah, it's been a nightmare. Save a station, pick up, full of beer, trying to get it down there. Yeah. So, in terms of your lineup, which what beers do you have that you're taking with you? We've got six beers that we're taking down. Um, I think it's three at a time that we're pouring. Right. I've got no idea when. Yeah, yeah. We get told when to put the beer on. Ah, oh, do you? Yeah. Ah, right. I thought it was totally random. I thought it was when one ran no, out. No, no, it's all scripted for sessions. Ah, right. Right, ah, I see. So, what have you got? We've got uh, the IPAs mentioned. Yeah. Generally, well, again, the enzyme in, got it right down. You know, with your, with your brute IPAs, what what are the predominant hops that, that are used? What what do you use in yours? What's it? Well, this one, well, the first one we did, we used Sriracha, uh, Nelson, and Citra. Right. That was sort of in the whirlpool. Well, our whirlpool. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, in the dry hop as well. Yeah. Uh, just to give it that kind of sort of champagne wine kind of. Yeah, to it really with uh-huh. Sriracha and with the Nelson. Yeah, I think it worked pretty well. I think. Yeah, it's, it's different. Like people have a smell of it and they look a little bit confused, and then they go back for another one and just picking that Sriracha up in the background. Yeah, just a subtle, subtle back edge to it. Yeah, yeah it's good. It's good. So what else you got? What's it? Got a, a passion fruit sour, which is kettle sour, and then fermented on passion fruit puree, and then that'll get. Fresh puree added to the keg. Right. Uh, on Monday, so it's like a double fruited sour, really. Yeah, that's fairly low, your BB, or? Five. Right, right. Yeah. Sounds good. That's uh, that's that's the unhappy. <laughs> You're not going. <laughs> Bottling that one as well. Yeah. Oh, there All you right. go. Yeah. Uh, also, what else we've got? We've got a breakfast IPA, 6%, which is like. A new one that we've done with lots of lactose, loads of oats, um, mango puree as well. And we've done an extra five kilos in the whirlpool and the dry hop as well. Oh, lovely. And that whirlpool extra five kilos has made like an enormous amount of difference. Just live. Yeah, it just yeah. it smelled dry hopped before we dry hopped it. Right. Like I would have happily taken that out of the tank. Uh huh. And it's just. Oh. Sounds good. To be fair, it's absolutely stinking. There was a tweet went out today about the aroma yeah, in the beer. Yeah, right. Well, we just that... blasted them with CO2 just to uh-huh. recirculate them all for the last time. And then, yeah. Oh, Sounds good. Never smells that good in my workplace, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you, want a, you want to smell a lager brewery? Yeah. yeah. It was an old fart. <laughs> <laughs> Horrible. <laughs> That's why I'm here to sell the beer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All good news, news agents. <laughs> so, what's what's next? What else? What, you got the uh, table beers back again as well, because that went really well. Yeah. Uh, we've done that. Um, what have we got? Higher mash temperature on that this time. Right. And more oats in as well. Yeah. It just held on to that body really well. Love it. Barrel aged. Imperial Stout, bourbon one, and that's an almond vanilla edition. Awesome. 10%. Awesome. Are you going to bottle that as well, are you? That one. Um, well, Obviously. this is a barrel we're taking out early. Right. Um, just for Indie Man, and then we'll, we'll store the rest. And then we've got seven or eight other barrels that we're going to blend. We've got two, like, peat smoke whiskey. Yeah. A couple of rum, and then the rest of bourbon, and they're all just going to go back in tank, blended, and then bottled and Awesome. Well, I think that's a good time to crack open the next beer, shall we? I have pulled out the stash, a couple of bottles of some, this is is bourbon barrelage, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Bourbon barrelage, Imperial Stout. Now, this is from, this is Gale 100. So this has got an enjoy by the first of January 2019. Any idea when? <laughs> <laughs> drink quick, lads. Drink quick. Uh-huh. Is it an old beer, this? 
I had a chalk the other day that I had a best before day of 100 years. What? So, yeah. <laughs> Looking forward to this life. Well, that's it. Um, the beer o'clock show, lads. Morton's son turned 18 the other week. And uh, he had a bottle of the Fuller's Vintage Ale from the year he was born. Mm-hmm. Uh, 18 year old beer. And he said it was it was tasting fantastic. So you think the prices those things go for? Oh, yeah. You got that Fuller's bar in um, Kings Cross. Yeah, they got all the vintages up, and you buy them all in there. But like the cheapest ones, forty quid, I think. Mm-hmm. And then it goes up to like oh. five hundred quid. So I'm just getting reduced in whatever else. Yeah, sold <laughs> out. Tell you what, that Ooh. smells incredible. It smells lush, that like that does smell right up my street. Yeah. All sorts of. I'm thinking back to the the I did the bourbon barrel aged in Stout on the the beer o'clock show that must be about four years ago now because it actually was just before Indie Man that year wasn't it Oh no it was just after Indie Man it was the summer after the Indie Man where I saw you Indie Man and you you brewed the Indie Stout fresh for Indie Man and then barrel aged it and had it the following summer Yes. And it was absolutely delicious. This is so similar. I absolutely love it. 11.1% as well. That's round about nice. I'm going to have a bit more now. You know it's there though, which is nice. You just get a little warmth, but it's not like a, it's not like an alcohol like thing, is it? It's lush, it's super smooth. Yeah, it's um, so good. Um, I don't know. I know that's just my palate, but um, I often find people talk about the likes of <clears throat> Yellow Belly, Ten Fiddy, and, and, and beers like that. <clears throat> I get so much sweetness off them. Yeah, almost the point of it putting me off. Um, whereas that to me isn't sweet. That's that's my palate to a T, mm-hmm. and I don't know whether. It's, that's just me or not, do, like, yeah. do you get that? There's a lot to be said for stouts, big stouts that don't have loads of lactose in, yeah. flavouring extracts, uh, just straight up sweetness from the malt, raw from the malt, yeah. and, well, and barrel. Which is yeah, exa- exactly. I mean, that obviously the, the bourbon does bring out a, a, a bit more sweetness to it, you know, a bit mm-hmm. vanilla. And, mm-hmm. um, I love that. I <laughs> same. I think like if I was to pick one sort of style of beer out of everything to like enjoy it, it would always be a bourbon barrel aged imperial style. Yeah. yeah. Every time. Just straight up all of my favourite beers I've ever had are all bourbon barrel aged imperial stouts. Warcakes did a banging one a few years ago when I was in Denmark. Yeah. And uh, they actually they gave us a bottle for each charge. Oh, I took awesome. I took them some cans and they were like, Oh, well you can uh, you can have this bottle in exchange. It was a big 750ml wax dip bottle. <laughs> an imperial <laughs> deal. And I was like, oh, cheers. And they were like, do you want to come and see the brewery? And I'll do, give you a guided tour and come and see everything. I was like, yeah, please. Yeah, no worries. <laughs> Get in. This is class. That's um, what you want. Yeah. I'm looking forward to getting back over there, actually. Yeah. And buy some more. So good. Take some. Take some. I brought some, it home. Some to, cheap cans. <laughs> I brought it home to share with me dad. And, um, I just got in the house one night and was like, I'm having that 750 milligram stout. <laughs> <laughs> I'm drinking all of that imperial stout. But again, though, that goes back to, I think that that's what puts me off the sweetness stouts. Mm. Is it? I couldn't drink 750 milligram. I quite right. happily drink 750 milligram. Oh, really a bottle of that would get me through Die Hard. That's it. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, that's an evening. That's, that's Christmas Day. <laughs> you're not, you're not going to plan your evenings now. <laughs> He was a little kid, I've got before. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, you've got a, a couple of others lined up? Um, one of them. One of them, sorry. The, My mats. The wild cherry ale, which is 5%, which was just taken out of the barrel um, two weeks ago. Yeah. So, it's been in there a year. Um, 
being re-fermented on a load of cherries, really. Right. Yeah. Pre-sour, it was like a kettle sour. Yeah. Went in the barrel, um, and then we added, like, from the previous sours that we'd made, because we had, like, a year break. Yeah. Where we just didn't have the time to fill the barrels, and it was too much. Um, I kept some of the yeast from one of the barrels with the sour mash. Yeah. Kept that and then re-pitched that into the barrel and it just kicked off with that. So yeah, but it's turned out really well. It's like uh, it's in a Rioja barrel. Um, and it's it's like, just really it's kind of classy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> it's quite well like polished. That. It's nice. It's not like over the top cherry. It's not like a over the top in your face beer. It's, it's, it is. It's just like it's what you want. Balance, yeah, it really, really well balanced. Rioja barrels, man. Yeah, I'm gonna get on with the Rioja barrel. Look, especially for that sort of style, they complement it really uh, well. I would imagine. I'm gonna be so drunk at Indy, man. You are. <laughs> <laughs> I'm threading it. I'm there for all the week. Like, oh, gonna... yeah, you've got to do all week, haven't you? Oh, it's the first birthday of the brewery on Saturday. The, the launch was Friday last oh, year. I didn't get your code. Sorry. <laughs> it's alright you buy me a beer it's fine so I'm going to be so drunk and then like it's the, 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 the announcer we're on Sunday so if I win I'm probably going to die anyway so it's alright it's a good way to go out yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> throwing up the, the floor of the swimming pool just filling it up so look forward to that listeners <laughs> yeah no it, um, that that that's the thing. It is like it's a kid in a sweet shop type of setup, you know. Mm-hmm. Half half the time, I don't think you can look at a beer list and say, "Yes, I want to, I want to try this, 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 and this, and this, and this, and this." You've just got to kind of go with what what is around you at the time. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'll try that! I'll try that. Such a good experience. Could have gone chat up Jester King. Yeah, that's my goal. That's also my goal. <laughs> 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 yeah. So- <laughs> So there's going to be a long queue with Chester King. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> I might just sneak in, like see if I can sneak in Indie Man staff t-shirt. Yeah. I'm a volunteer. Yeah. I'm a volunteer. Yeah. Just, uh, I'm just helping out. Drinking, drinking all the beer. That'd be great. There's some, there's some great breweries in that, um, like stuff that I've never really tried before. Yeah. Like the international breweries are, are really good. There's not many of them, but the ones that they have. Really Mega. I, mm. I love the mix too. So you've got like in Nashville breweries, then there's obviously a massive Manchester contingent. Yeah. So you've got like Runaway, who have been yeah. making solid That's, beers, really solid beers yeah, for, yeah. for what seems to say forever. Yeah. But the, the, every year they're there and they're representing and they're doing what they're doing. They're really nice lads. Like Blackjack as well. Exactly, you yeah. see, this is what I really like about Indie Man is, is uh, when I was speaking to Robert Blackjack uh, last year about Indie Man, and we deliberately kind of collaborated so that. One of my beers would go to Indie Man, yeah. and one of his beers would go to Craft Beer Calling. Yeah. Um, and so that's what we did: is we did two collaborations in one week, and then I sent half to him, and he sent half to me. But he was like, "I've got grandfather rights on on Indie Man, you know. I'm, I'm not a cool brewery, like he admits it. He's like, I am what I am, and I brew this kind of style of beer. But they really support Manchester breweries, yeah, like that." Proper cool, like yeah, it is cool. It just builds builds a scene. Look, there's like 42 fringe events. Yeah, around Manchester. Yeah, um, if we could have the same around craft beer calling. Yeah, no, there is there is more stuff this year. Yeah, yeah, there's um, just, just to kind of build up beer. Because, yeah, yeah, new wave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. to build up the build up the Newcastle beer scene, which I think would do a lot more mm-hmm. than just having a solitary festival. Just having the stuff around it. Definitely. So people go to the festival, and then we go they go to other stuff as well. Yeah, and see, oh, the free trade's really cool. Yeah, Clooney's really cool, etc. Other different places. Yeah, I mean, Manchester probably set the the benchmark for that. I mean, there's it. There's a solid brewing community there, isn't there? You know, mm-hmm. the sort of the archways. Mm-hmm. I don't know what what they call it, the Piccadilly Mile or whatever. Um, the 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 run of breweries along along there. Some fantastic beers being produced. Oh, nice. Right. Well, impressive. Yeah. Um, I went to pick some casks up. Deliver to someone from BNU Bar, and they were like, "Are oh, there just showing the brewers?" And it was like, literally as far yeah. as you could see, it was brewery, 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 like gin company, brewery, yeah, like yeah, and, yeah. And, and like soda and stuff like that. Like it's really cool, yeah. Um, all in one place, so people can swap yeast and yeah, etc. And if you're li- missing a bag of malt, you can get it from someone down the road, yeah. 
that's really cool. Yeah, that, that leads itself to having a community. Definitely. Whereas Newcastle doesn't. Because imagine sort of most Saturdays if they've all, all got tap rooms, it creates a, a buzz. Yeah. You know, because people will just flow from one to the next. We need some more in Newburn. Yeah. That'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> we got like us, Adrian, and uh, what's the Big Lamp down the bottom. That's yeah. a beer crowd. Oh, there, there's, a, there's a triangle there. <laughs> and Adrian are like, no, we don't, we don't want people in. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> so. Indie man hopes. Anything you you want to get out of the weekend? Anything you you're aiming at? Or just nah, for, going eyes me, wide open, take it all in. Yeah, for me it's it's good actually. Um, I'm really looking forward to Indie man because we've only got to do two days at this one. Whereas every other one we've done, uh, I mean Liverpool nearly killed us. Crafty <laughs> <laughs> Colton last year nearly killed us. It's like four days on the trot. It's it's full on. Um, but um. Yeah, like Indie Man is, we've got like uh, Thursday night, Thursday night, Fridays Friday, all day. Friday, yeah. yeah, so we've only got really like kind of three sessions to do, unless you read. Um, tough week. It's, it's going to be full on. Like, um, so I'm looking forward to that. And then the Saturday having to wander around and the fact that all the breweries change, or like half the breweries change, I think it's absolutely class. Like, so yeah. That's the reason why. I was like, oh, well. My dad's booking the train today, and I was like, no, wait, I'm just going to ring him and see if I can get Saturday tickets as well. So. I would say that the, the Thursday is is a very, very relaxed vibe. Yeah. Trade day, yeah. it's, it's very, very chilled compared I'm, to the Saturday. It's good because I'm looking, like Not everyone that I've, I've bumped into over the past year, oh, I might see it in the man, I might see it. And then everyone's now said, yeah, right, great, well, I'll see it in the man. So, like, everyone's going to be there in one place. So it's going to be good just to catch up with everyone, have yeah. a bit of crack. Um, so that's kind of what I'm looking forward to. I'm not looking really to get much business off the back of it. I mean, it'd be nice if we did, but uh, I'm always looking forward to having a good old knees. It can't be a bad thing. Nah. In any any stretch of the imagination, nah, can it, you know? Yeah. It's recognition that you're there first and foremost. So right. it's like right. one thing so, I was going to say. How how does the voting work for thirsty games? So if you come the first against Bar and you vote for Don Soko, uh, that'd be great. Yeah, yeah, that's how it works. You only you can only vote for me. So please <laughs> yeah. do that, listeners. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think what I understand is I looked at last year's people go to the bar, um, and there's two lines. There's a, two lines for me, two lines for yonder. Two lines from Liquid Light, and then you vote. I guess you can try the beers, vote for the one you like the most. Um, and then there's a panel that come round. Yeah. Last year it was Logan from Beaver Town. Yeah, it's not there this year. Um, Funny that. I know, yeah. Um, so I don't know who they'll get. Maybe they'll get Greg from Stone, the beer Jesus yeah. of Greg, America. Greg Cock. Yeah. He, he can. <laughs> He can, he can save us from bad beer. That'd be really good. Okay. Thanks, Greg. Cheers, Greg. Um, so when he comes and saves us, maybe he can, he can decide who's the winner. Um, and then you get a panel come around. It's not like Strictly, but there's a person's vote. <laughs> yeah. There's a judge's vote. They kind of mesh them no, both together. And, no one quite knows the intricacies. Of, yeah, there's a formula like, somewhere. Yeah, the, the computer. Douglas Lewis Mary. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But if, if you can vote for me, if that's the scheme, vote for me. That'd be great. If not, that's fine. I imagine. Way, I imagine. <laughs> I imagine you'll be sold out after the, after the by the end of Friday. Bring a lot of lager. Yeah, yeah. Big man, a lot of lager, so that'd be all right. Awesome. Um, yeah. Either way, it's fine. I'm happy to be there. Being taking part, I can't. Being at the festival, it's like it's thirty years since the brewery started. Well, what what's important is that, um, you know, they've chosen three breweries, so there's an awful lot of breweries. That would have ended that haven't made it. You know, you've already beaten an awful lot of breweries to get there. I think there's over 50 entries. Um, but it's just, I suppose, with the cold buzzer about lager mm-hmm. as well, helped quite a lot. Um, and as I said, there's a lot of good breweries starting the last year as well. So it's just really humbling yeah. in the first year to be at a festival like that with, with these guys and with yeah. some of the bigger names like the Vale. That's like, it's mad to be Tommy one year ago and had the launch of the. The free trade that like I'd be pouring in the same room as like the same thing as the veil. Like you watch that is pretty incredible. So it just 
just just wanted to be there. Yeah. Sound. Yeah. Well, enjoy it. Hope it goes really well for you all. And uh, if you go and get yourselves along, try these beers because they're fantastic. Um, a couple of things I just wanted to mention. Um, bit of a plug for Tub Quiz on a Tuesday night. Every Tuesday night from 8 o'clock. Dead easy. You don't have to know anything at all to take part, really. It's a multiple choice. It's a bit of a laugh, really. But as a side thing, there's a, there's a gift game goes on so if you reply to the, the, the questions with the with a funny gif you might get a bonus point at the end of the end of the quiz so bit of a laugh get yourselves involved. So that's it. If you go on Indie Man enjoy it. For those that aren't try and get hold of the beers when they're not uh, they're pouring elsewhere and uh till we uh we call again. Cheers. 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 Thank you.